Hello, everyone. Our guest today just admitted that he's a nice guy, <laughs> and every time he's nice, it comes back to bite him in the ass were his words. It happens it, once or twice. <laughs> it's Ron is our guest, and he's a person in recovery at a residential house for Odyssey House. Uh, we welcome you to Odyssey House Journals. We are not here to push Odyssey House. We are here to uh, talk about addiction and recovery and uh, provide some hope, hopefully, by listening to people's stories. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Uh, uh, and maybe figure out a way for you or your addicted loved one to to find recovery because yeah. that's the only way out of addiction is recovery. So right. And learning that you're not alone. Yeah. We, uh, we appreciate people joining us from all over the world and all over the United States. Uh, you can catch us, you can watch us on YouTube, yeah. so you can see how lovely Rachel is, how ugly I am, uh, and, and why, how Ron needs to shave. Or you can just listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you can. And, and if you are listening to us on iTunes... Yes. We'd like you to please leave us a comment and a review. The only way for us to um, better hear the words of our community is by you guys letting us know. So we would love some reviews and some comments about how we're doing, things you'd like to hear, things that work and that don't yeah, work. So, yeah. so like and subscribe and hopefully put five stars down. Absolutely. All of our reviews so far have been five stars. Oh, Thanks right. to you, Rachel. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Way to go. You're the star. I appreciate it. We appreciate all of you uh, joining us. And we know you you probably wouldn't be watching or listening if you didn't have an interest in, in recovery. So yeah. Ron is our guest. And you, you have been struggling to recover for a long time now. Maybe you can tell us briefly what you're going through. Uh, it's been a roller coaster of emotions. Um, I started drinking probably with my father when I was roughly around eight. Eight? We'd go to his buddy's bar out in Panama, you know, uh, they'd give me some schnapps and root beer, help me get to sleep at night. And then when we moved back to the States, that's no longer an option, you know, so I stopped doing that. And then I'd been uh, using probably since I was about 14, 15 years old. Where did, so, where was the introduction at that age? Was it through your dad? Friends it? from church. <laughs> friends from church? Who friends introduced you to what substance? I started out with marijuana. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, that, that just progressed. Uh, that just didn't do it for me. Um, I was taking a lot of Ridlin when I was younger. So I, I went to, a, to Speed. Uh, a family member introduced me to Coke. And from there, amphetamines and that was my drug of choice for 20 plus years you know and then uh, I, when I got out of federal prison uh, I did really well I was abstinent you know I, I, I wouldn't call it clean I would call it abstinent because I didn't work a program for the, the years I was out mm -hmm. you know so uh, I, I was up I, but the day we got off paper me and my and my girlfriend at the time uh, she decided I want to get high. I'm like, well, one of us is going to hate the other one by the end of this ride. It didn't take long. Uh, it was a rough ride in, in our six year relationship, five year relationship. It was bad at the very end. Uh, really good friends now. Um, but I went, I got introduced to basalt. Well, I was, mm -hmm. I, and that was just, yeah. 
where were you living at this time? Like with her at Holiday. I had a house in Holiday. So you had your own house in Holiday. I had so I met her in a federal halfway house. Okay. All right. Uh, and um, you know, uh, first we uh, we were not supposed to be seeing each other, so we kept it under wraps for the first uh, year. I I had a house in Sandy. She lived in a sugar house. We kind of uh, a lot of the times we'd stay over at her place. It was me, her, her daughter, and her son, and we would stay in one room in the apartment. You know, the other room was for other family. Uh, and then I went and got us an apartment, a three bedroom, uh, and then moved into a house in Holiday uh, with the second lot, and it was just all. The, it was great the, up, up until it wasn't. <laughs> the happiest I was is when I was riding the bus with her and we didn't have anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was. It's funny because I I I grew up in a military family. I mean, real structured, uh, sheltered. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> LDS, and then I never even rode a public bus until I was 14 years old. <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was, everything was on the base, you know? And then uh, I just, in my, I don't I just ended up getting involved with gangs and drugs. Uh, do you think that was curiosity? Like, where did that, where do you think at 14? Yeah, why did you get in? You know, we hear that a lot. I got involved with gangs and drugs. Why? Uh, probably just for the acceptance, you know. I grew up not loving myself, not liking myself. Uh, my family put the fun in dysfunctional, you know. Uh, and for a long time, I mean, even now, it's hard for me to love myself, you know. So... I work on it and I struggle with it daily, you know. I have huge LAR issues, you know. What does that mean? Uh, 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 respect, <laughs> love, <laughs> respect, uh, uh, love, respect, LAR. Uh, God, I... Yeah. We get where you're like coming that from. Yeah. Yeah. Like you want that attention. I, I can't even say it. You got me on the spot and I brain burned. Okay. <laughs> it's like you, you need that attention. I do. Love, yeah. The yeah. approval. Love, attention, yeah, approval and respect. Yeah, exactly. so it's like you want people yeah. to feel these words I, that you I can say that 90% of the felonies I committed were to benefit other people. Ooh, so that big heart. Now it makes sense what he yeah. was saying. When he says something yeah. nice and bites me in the ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I went to prison. I took a felony charge for a friend while I was on felony drug court. And, uh, yeah, it's just... Uh, things went bad, you know. Yeah. I got involved. Uh, I ran around with uh, the white boys in prison and stuff like that, you know. Um, that's just how I felt comfortable and secure was I needed to know what's going on in my environment and in order to know what's going on in your environment is you have to be a part of it, right? you know. And, and that's that prison life and mentality. Yeah, which is ironic because after my father retired from the military, he was a prison guard. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, 22 <laughs> years in the state works. prison. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> interesting. You grow up in a structured military LDS family, and your father becomes yeah. works, works in the prisons when he retires from the military, and you're a bad boy. Uh, yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's like, <laughs> you know, yeah. how, how, did you, how did your dad respond to all the stuff you went through? Uh for a long time, they all turned a blind eye to the things I was doing, you know. 
Ron's um, okay. Don't worry about it. Well, they figured when they retired, if they moved to Utah, I couldn't get in any real legal trouble in Utah. <laughs> That's yeah. a very real thing that people come to Utah yeah. to get sober because mm-hmm. they don't think that there's drugs or using and yeah. stuff Crime, here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a perfect state. It <laughs> is. I've heard that so many times. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's the melting pot of society. <laughs> There you go. Um, I mean, people come out here to get to avoid the third strike, and you know they may move to avoid it, but they don't change who they are, so they bring that with them, and then it just carries on. You know, it's like everywhere you go, there you are. Exactly. You know, um, I it it was rough. You know, Um, I mean, I I don't know. Uh, I used to laugh about the fact that when I when I was drinking heavily, I would. I would I would do cocaine when I st- when I found myself slurring my words and stuff. I thought this will straighten me out. So I do a couple lines of cocaine, and I used to and I was honest with my mother about this too. And she said, "Well, it it must be impossible to find cocaine in Utah." And I said, "I said, Mom, I could make a phone call in ten minutes and, and have an eight ball of coke." Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I said, "It's the same here as it is everywhere." Right, uh, you know, it's it's pretty bad out here. You know, at one point in time, uh, the meth was just rampant back in the '90s. You know, yeah. and that's when I got really bad into meth was back in the '90s, and it was crank, mm-hmm. and then the meth. Uh, uh, I'd been to I don't know how many different jails, then state prison, federal prison. Uh, and has that all been here in Utah? No, I went to federal prison out in California. Okay. Yeah, I went to Lompoc USP. Uh, they sent me to a, a USP without any violence on my record. <laughs> that must have been like a whole whirlwind. So you you have this active addiction, and then you go to yeah. uh, California prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? And it didn't shift for you there. Uh, I didn't use any narcotics. Mm-hmm. I I, I marijuana. I guess you could call that a narcotic. But yeah, yeah, I didn't use any chemical based narcotics while I was in prison. You just know? like you know, like how we, um, you would think that we would we would find recovery after a certain point. Yeah. But we don't. Like, what right. happened when you got out? Uh, I stayed abstinent. Uh, I and, and like I said, I used abstinent because I didn't work a program. You know, I was on federal parole, and those guys hand out a lot of time, and they scare me. You know, the the state wasn't so scary. Not 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 really that bothersome. But when you catch a federal case, I mean it. it it's the United States of America versus your name. And it's like, <laughs> wow, said, yeah. I must have really made somebody mad, you know? Because <laughs> I ain't got nowhere to hide. I can go on the run when I'm, and when it's versus Utah, I can go to California, Washington, Idaho, you know, it doesn't matter. But when you got the United States versus, uh, against you, where are you gonna go hide? Canada? They don't like us. <laughs> yeah. Can't even go to Canada. <laughs> you have so, to sneak over there. Yeah, that's a really good point. I hadn't like, thought about that. Yeah, that's really good. And that's what that's what it says on the warrant too, right? Yes, yeah. yeah, the United States of America and versus your name, and it's that, that, that's that a big good. deal. You know, it's yeah. scary. So, I I I take all my UAs. Uh, I did really well. I got a good job. I met a good lady. Um, I had a I had a ready-made family, and then. We got, as I said, we got off paper and she wanted to get high, so I, I took that ride with her. And then uh, so she, she quit her job. I lost my job, so I supplemented our income the only way I knew how. I couldn't get a phone call for the first three months I was, I was unemployed, you know, I couldn't get a call back. So I supplemented my income with what I know. I started selling drugs again and 
Um, and that was to, here in Utah, yeah, right? Uh-huh. Okay. That was when I had my house in Holiday. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, uh, I just started getting back into stealing cars and uh, running around with uh, doing identities and stuff like that, checks. And, uh, and we broke up. And I felt really bad because I, I, I strung her along, you know, tell her I want to fix this. I want to get back to where we were. And I never put forth any work, you know. So I wanted, I wanted all the payoff without any of the work. Yeah, it's hard to love someone when you're not loving yourself. Yeah, it, it, it's really tough. I mean, I was emotionally closed off after the first year and a half of our relationship. I wouldn't let her in any further. So I don't blame her. And then uh, one of the guys we were in the halfway house with started dating her. I had the basement. They had the upstairs. Oh my! <laughs> yeah. Bizarre. It was. Yeah. Oh, and that must have really hurt you. Uh, after all this stuff, like, really, what it comes down to is feeling hurt. Um, I, I don't know how I really felt because I tried to stay numb most of the time. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I'm the kind of person that if I don't see it or hear it, I don't deal with it. You know, out of sight, out of mind, and your problems never go away. Um, I mean. They, they just progressively get worse and worse. Uh, I had a parole officer, a probation officer, ask me one time what he could do to help me stay sober. I was like, why don't you just buy me some long sleeve shirts? Mm. He's like, no, I'm serious. So am I. <laughs> he goes, yeah. well, how's that going to help you stay sober? And it's like looking at my arms was a big trigger right. at one point in time. Yeah. Wow. You know? Mm-hmm. Huh. Not, not so much anymore because they're not there. <laughs> yeah. I have lost all my veins in my I mean, I, they don't even draw blood out of my arms anymore. Is it got yeah. that my addiction got that bad it scares the hell out of me I get that like when I when I first started going to fit to recover it's like you would get your veins would pop out and so it is it's a real thing when yeah. it comes to your veins when mm-hmm. you're in, when you use the needle yeah for sure and believe it or not I'm scared of needles <laughs> that's rather rugged for a IV drug user isn't yeah. it yeah so you know, where it did happens. you so did you end up going to prison here in Utah? Like, what, yeah. what was the final, like, what happened? Uh, so I thought I was ready. For, I, I'd been to prison in Utah. I, I went in in 05. Uh, I failed drug court after three years of being in drug court. Uh, they just had enough with me, and they sent me to prison. Um, they, first, they offered me Odyssey House, and uh, that was minimum 18 months. And I'm like... Yeah, thank you, but no thank you. I'll just yeah. do my time in prison, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. I'll do less time, you know. And I did. I really did. I did like eight months because I already had like two years, a year and a half under my belt in the county. And, and why I, in the world, just really quick, why <clears throat> in the world would you choose prison over Odyssey? Less time. Yeah. Well, you know, but that was uh, that was a long time ago. That was When the program was a lot longer. Yeah, it, yeah minimum 18 months, you know, and I wasn't really ready for the change, Yeah. you know. Like, uh, I, I know me and I knew what I was going to do. I was going to get out and do it all over again. You know, I ended up picking up a federal indictment within six months of getting out of prison. And uh, that, was, that was all bad. I was looking at 15 years because I got caught with some, uh, some meth and a pistol. And uh, it, you know, I ended up going to California to a, 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 federal, a maximum security federal prison out in California. And... Uh, that's a real eye-opening experience. If you don't know respect, or if you're just new to the prison system, mm-hmm. you're gonna learn real quick. Yeah, you was, know, you're gonna grow the, up. Is that where you like? You're like, okay, it's time, because now you're at the max mm-hmm. in California at their prison. Was yeah. that the turning point for you? Well, yeah. That at that time, I've hit rock bottom a few times. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. So at that point in time, that's when I worked that, that I didn't work the program, but I was clean for almost five years. All right. And then uh, I lost the job, went back to going to what I knew, and I've been in and out ever since. And that was, that started in 2015. Uh, and then from there, I, I went to Odyssey House and I thought I was ready for the change. You know, I put in eight months. I got eight restarts to my program. Uh, that for those me. of you who don't know, we have several levels at Odyssey House and a restart, you could be in an upper level that you've worked very hard to be at and a restart takes you back down. And I was at the very top when I got at least half of my restarts. Wow. Yeah. Did you choose Odyssey that time or did you no. think you were ready? No, I, I thought I was ready, but the courts put me into Odyssey. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I borrowed someone's car without their permission. Um, <laughs> I I borrowed some money from a bank uh, out of the vault. I'm going to give it back. Yeah, 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 it was. It was. uh, Well, I couldn't give it back. I went up a cliff, up Little Cottonwood Canyon, and I ran like a. a Yeah, Uh, yeah. So I ran. I got beat up by the cops, and that's when I went to Odyssey. Uh, And then two months after, or two weeks after getting out of Odyssey, I relapsed. Um, I went back to my outpatient. I was four weeks from completing, and I relapsed again, and then they just said, all right, we've had enough, you're going to prison. So I went, I've been to prison now three times since Odyssey, and I got out just this year in March, the end of March, and I was sober up until my father passed away in June. Mm. Uh, and it wasn't because of his death that I relapsed, it was because I couldn't process my emotions and my feelings. So the night before the viewing, uh, I relapsed. I never made it to the viewing or the funeral. Mm. Oh. Uh, I'd lost 30 pounds in nine days. Um, my family finally reached out. They're like, what can we do to help you? I, I finally called them back and I said, look, I need help. What do you need? I need somewhere to go for a minute you know, until I go to uni. And they're like, you can't come here. We can't help you. Why the heck did you even ask me? You know, so I hung up on them. The next day they called me and they're like, what do you really want? I said, I just want somewhere to clean up and then I want someone to take me to uni, you know, at the mental health hospital. And that's when they said, fine, we'll come pick you up. And I went there, They after a week, they're like, we're gonna put you on the streets. And they'd put me on, I got put on Suboxone and everything like that. And I don't even, I don't, never done heroin enough to get a, to get a habit. Yeah. You know? you're- your choice was meth, but they put you on yeah, suboxone. Yeah, it was meth and bath salt. They put me on suboxone because I have a couple thirties for heroin because I was an equal opportunity addict. You know, I, I did heroin when I was bored and had a lack of options. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, like I, I didn't. Terms. I know. Equal I'm just like blown away. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you gotta write these down. <laughs> I know. I, I just didn't like being sober. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. like me. I damn sure didn't like me when I was coming down. Yeah, you, yeah. you were running from a lot, my friends. Well, yeah, I, 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 got, I, I went through some traumatic stuff at a yeah. very, very young age. I was burned over 60% of my body. I was never supposed to live or walk again. Where are you today? Like, you have this, like, incredible embedded trauma. But look at you now. Now I'm doing what they call the JETS program at Odyssey House, where it's a junior executive in training. 
And executive. Uh, wow, well, yeah, friend. no, 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 no. <laughs> no I'm just you yeah, deserve no. it. You deserve <laughs> it. Look it's at that the smile. Creme de la creme yeah. of exactly. Odyssey residential clients. Yeah, don't yeah. take away uh, from that. And uh, so, what's going to keep me sober is the connection. You know, yeah. I know if I don't stay connected and I don't work a program, you know, and I don't have any structure, I'm going to regress and, re and resort back to my old friends. I definitely got to change that social circle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I always reach out to my sober, healthy friends, but uh, slight LDAR and codependency issues will cause me, when I can't get a hold of them, to reach out to anybody, yeah. <laughs> healthy or unhealthy. So if I don't have them around in my phone or on my Facebook, which I might just shut down for the first little bit. No. Yeah. You've 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 uh, you've described a situation where you haven't been able to deal with your emotions and you've numbed yourself most of your life. Yeah. To cover the trauma, the, the your dad's death is really a prime prime example. You get high before the viewing, you miss the viewing, you miss the funeral. Mm -hmm. uh, Odyssey's big focus is trying to get inside your head and get you to come out. Uh, yeah. are, have you been able to do that now? So at, at another at a certain level in the program, we have these things called impact letters. Mm. Yes. And uh, since I'd made it through the top to the, uh, to the top of the program before, my therapist, he's a great man by the way, uh, he uh, he's like, I don't want you to write any superficial impact letters like society or impact on yourself. Mm -hmm. I want you to go a little bit more in depth because you've got over 30 years as a drug addict. I know you've impacted more in society and yourself. So one of them was from my father. Mm. And yeah, dude, I was bawling like a little kid with a Good. skinny lip, bottom lip quivering. Uh, it was, uh, I had to stop, wipe the tears because I couldn't read the paper because it, it was, uh, don't ever lock your legs if you stand up and give a speech, you know, because it cuts the circulation. You're just going to fall out anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I fell over at the end of it. Uh, it, was, it was a very emotional, emotional thing for me. Did you feel release after that? That's how a much you've been release. holding in. Yeah. What did that do for you after? Well, I still talk to my therapist a lot. You know, matter of fact, I called my father's phone number yesterday just to hear his voice. <clears throat> wow. How yeah. did that affect you? Was it okay? Uh, I think it still affects me. Really? And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I miss him a lot, you know. Uh... For him being a prison guard and him telling uh, the the marshals had gone there to have him set me up and he's like, yeah, no, they threatened to fire him and he's like, well, go ahead, yeah. you know, and uh, I mean, he's turned me in more than once, you know, but I can't be mad at him. That's his job, you know. Uh, I still love him and he was he still loved me and accepted me for me, you know. He told me, uh, pick a side, be a convict or be a citizen. I'm still going to love you and support you, but your back and forth is killing me. Yeah. Hmm. Almost Imagine. literally. <laughs> Imagine how he's feeling today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he, he was a great man. I was, I'm, I'm so glad. So were you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been a rough ride. It's, it's, been, it's been a, a roller coaster of emotions. Good. Yeah. You get mm -hmm. to feel today and you get to go through that. Yeah. You know, and the mm -hmm. fact that you, you, you did that impact letter letter and cried and and felt huge emotion and huge relief and the fact that you can come here 
on a podcast and share that with whoever's watching or listening oh, yeah. is yeah. is incredible. Mm-hmm. It means you're healing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, uh, from going to that prison mentality to a therapeutic mentality mm-hmm. to being just a regular citizen, you know. Uh, it was not an easy road, you know. Yeah. Uh, that 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 criminal lifestyle and that prison mentality kept me stuck for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like I will not do this, you know. You can't make me, you know. And, uh, but that's only going to keep me stuck, mm-hmm. you know. Until I can let go and deal with things and process things on life's terms, you know, uh, instead of my own. Mm-hmm. Quit trying to bend the rules to fit my needs, because. You know, and then staying humble. Uh, big thing is don't get overconfident. You know, yes. I was overconfident. Yeah. Uh, thought I had it under control last year. You know, and I'm sober, completed a program, and within 30 days, I was had a board warrant and back on the run. <laughs> Who are you? Where do you want to be? Well, I'm going to actually work for Odyssey House when I get out. You know, oh, after I complete outpatient. Yeah. You know. Uh, that's what's going to keep me sober. You can't go, I personally can't go out and uh, use and then come back to a place and advocate for sobriety, you know? Yeah. And, and I find it very hypocritical. And I know that they say that connection is the opposite of addiction. Right. And I know for a fact, for me, if I don't stay connected, I'm just going to regress back to what I, what I used to do. Okay. And there's nothing worse than relapsing with a head full of treatment. Yeah, it's not as fun. <laughs> no, it, it's it's not as fun at all. You know, uh, this last relapse was for nine days, but in those nine days, uh, broke my friend's neck, totaled a car. Uh, mm-hmm. Wasn't actively trying to hurt myself, kill myself, but I wasn't going to stop it if it happened. Yeah. You know, uh, you were beating yourself up over the fact that you relapsed. Well, that and the fact that I couldn't process and the fact that I missed my dad's funeral and viewing, uh, you know, uh, we are our own worst critics. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm the guy that'll cut his nose off to spite his face. So I'm very, very hard on myself because I know I know better. I wasn't raised that way. My family did a good job raising me. I just chose a different route, you know. Figured I knew everything more than they did, and turns out maybe I don't know everything. <laughs> Welcome. I'll, I'll entertain that possibility. Yeah. I'm not going to agree it's, with this. It's good arrived. that you opened it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Possibility. Uh-huh. Well, that's that's great that he wants to come back and work at Odyssey. Mm-hmm. I know, and yeah. I love that you said that without hesitation. You're like, yeah. I'm going somewhere. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I have goals. You know, um, I'm going to go to school. Yes. You know. Uh, before, uh, while, while I was uh, in, in, in my little bit of a break, you know, my five-year break, I was going to school for business management and accounting, but with my record, that really, uh, I have a bunch of white-collar crimes. Mm, okay. Business management and accounting is probably counterproductive, <laughs> you know? Uh, so I'll go to school. I want to help people. That's that's one of the reasons why I do the Jets and why I do this, you know? Um, if my story can probably stop somebody mm. from going through the same hardships that I went through, you know, because mine was cho- I self-inflicted and I chose this, you know? I've had plenty of time to stop it, you know? I can see the signs before it happens, and I just yeah. chose not to address them, you know? And they ask me, they're like, what can your peers do and your friend and, and your sober support do 
if they see you, what, what are a couple signs? And if I start to isolate from my sober friends or if there's any slight change in my uh, demeanor or my, my personality or anything like that, then there's a very good chance that I've already relapsed. I just haven't used yet. Right. Yeah. Which is a really good statement that people people relapse far before they pick up. Yeah. You right. can see the signs right. and you can see the things. Mm-hmm. So being super aware of that is really important. That's a great fact. Yeah. Yeah. So I I'm I'm gonna try to do everything that I can to stay connected. I've I've reached out to people like Rachel Randall. Um, yes. uh, people of YPR and USARA. Yes. Um, I have friends that are really strong in the sober community. You know, they're therapists at other programs. Uh, Cheryl, Cheryl's, oh, yeah. uh, and then there's yeah. Justin and mm-hmm. Damien. You know, I got, yeah. I got a large network. You know, and being here just reconnected with all those. Mm-hmm. You know, Good. and. And that's the thing is, all those people sober. care about you. Yeah. They yeah. care about your yeah. recovery. Exactly. And you no. could call any time. Yeah. You know. I can, you know, and matter of fact, when I left Odyssey the last time, uh, well, I did Odyssey three times. I did it eight months and then two weeks. APMP said they were coming to get me, so I ran. I, you know, I was ready to change, but I wasn't ready to go to prison. Yeah. You know, so uh, I ran then. I did a little bit of time in prison and came back, went to Odyssey again. I called Tracy over at my house and another and a therapist, Karen, and. Uh, I called them and said, look, I'm going back to Odyssey and I don't want to go to another house. I want to go yeah. to this house where I already have my connections. Um, I've talked to the, the staff and they're like, look, um, uh, when you get out and get done with outpatient, I said, they, they, they want me to work at this other house maybe. And they're like, no, no, you're going to work at our house. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, I mean, and they want me there as much as I want to be there. Yeah. We are out of time, so thank you for see. Thirty minutes goes fast when it you does. do this. Yes. It, it does. It does. It does. Mm-hmm. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh. I look mm-hmm. forward to having yeah. you work with us. I know. I'm I will. excited. Uh-huh. Thank we'll you. That'll so. be great. Yes, we will. Help other people. Thank yeah. you, Ron. Thank, thank you, you Rachel. Much. Thank you, And please, if you enjoyed what you saw, give us a like or a review on yeah. uh, on iTunes or wherever you are watching or listening. We hope this helped you. I mean, that's the point. We're not trying to yeah. exploit somebody like Ron. Yeah. Uh, and he wanted to yeah. share, you volunteered. We yeah. didn't twist your mm-hmm. arm. Uh, he wanted to share his story that hopefully it'll help, even if we help one person out there, yeah. then this was a great podcast. Absolutely. Right? It makes me Thank feel meaningful you. at that point in time. Yeah. You are meaningful, uh, my friend. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for watching Odyssey House Journals. Mm-hmm.